Morena, or whenever you're listening to this. It's the Tahi with Sohmaro and Evie. Oh. Thanks, Evie. Um, uh, we are seven days, four hours, 14 minutes, and 33 seconds away from payday. You may notice Evie sounds a little different today. Again. Again. Because <laughs> Evie's still, she's away for the rest of the week. Um, yeah. She is away on holiday, uh, taking some well-needed rest after an unfortunate skiing accident uh, in the Mediterranean. Um, Liam is <laughs> joining me, fresh from the airport. Fresh feeling good, airport. feeling great. Feeling, looking good, feeling gorgeous. I love that. Thanks I so love much. that It's a you. RuPaul's Drag Race quote. <laughs> Not feeling dusty at all, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm so awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, for context, Liam got off of a plane, what, two I hours, did. three hours ago? What's the time? It's eight. it's like eight. Yeah, I got this. off a plane at 5.15 in the morning. And came straight to work. And came straight to work because I love my job. They are dedicated, all yep. right? You talk about grind? This is grinding right here. This is a grind state. Um, it is Tuesday, the 13th of June. We're well and truly chipping through winter. It was nine degrees when I woke up this morning. Was it cold? You, you came from Oz. Was it cold over there? Yeah, Melbourne is a hellhole at the moment. <laughs> that place is terrible. Mm. I got off the plane mm. when I got there on Friday and it was like six degrees. Oh, yeah, that's miserable. Yeah. Everyone was like, bring a puff jacket. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> No. Jesus Christ, it was took... not fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, you were over in Australia having the time of your life watching Ethel Kane twice. It was. Harry, our producer, was out. I, Harry Harry was on the go since like 6 a.m. or something like that on Saturday. Like, went and oh, played wow. basketball, went and played soccer. I, I think went and played like uh, indoor squash, like something like that. Ping Sportsman. Pong. Um, went and watched Foley. Like, it was like on the year. go all day. Evie's in Hobart, wherever that is. I thought it was the South Island. Turns out it's in Tasmania. I found out where Hobart is because all of my friends played the festival that she's oh, at that at the she's moment. At. Oh. And they were like, it is that little that little island at the bottom of Australia. Because <laughs> for some reason I just thought it was like near Perth. Mm. I yeah, no, It's I, not. It's not. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's real hardcore not. It's the, probably closer to Antarctica than us. Learning yeah, a lot about Australia. Yeah. I love a geography lesson. And what did I get up to on Saturday? I went to Pack and Save. Nice. I went to Pack and Save on a Saturday night with my niece, and I was like, man, this is... It was very wholesome, mm. but at the same time, part of me was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm way too young to be yeah. in a Pack and Save on a Saturday night. Although I had fun. It was a little like, am I the most boring on the Tahi team? That's how I felt. That's how... Because I, as I was walking with the trolley, I opened Instagram, you're an Oz, and you're at a show. <laughs> Evie's in Oz and she's at a show. Harry is here, but at a show. And I am figuring out which toilet cleaner I wanted to, uh, to put on. What did, you, what did you land on? Out of um, security. Uh, I went with the, um, you know, the plunger thing and you like stick. Yeah. The thing onto the side I love of the those bowl. things. They're so good. I love and them. And they're fun to apply. Yeah. No, that's the only reason why I buy them. And that's how they get you. <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they, you. You want me to buy your cleaning product? Make it fun. You want right? your toilet to be yeah. clean? Make it a toy. Yeah, make it. <laughs> hey, uh, coming up on the show, we got a ton going on. Um, later on, Huddy's joining us. Uh, GSB shortly. Uh, but right now, we want to talk to you about one of our brand new series available on Tahi. This is Wheel Life.
As if navigating your 20s isn't hard enough, Soph became a quadriplegic at age of 19 after a horse riding accident. Finding carers to help her 24 hours a day is no easy task. Lucky for Soph, her broke cousin Indy was on hunt for a job uh, to pay the bills while she pursued a career in acting. This is Wheel Life. Soph and Indy are our hosts and we're getting to know them really well and intensely. Through the series, this is Wheel Life. All of the series is available now on Tahi. Make sure you check it out. Hopefully, they'll be joining us later on this week. And I want to know if you have any questions. Maybe you've watched the series. Maybe you've seen a bit of it. Do you have any questions for Sofa and Indy for when they join us on Thursday? Shoot us a message through to Tahi on social media. In particular, Instagram is probably the best place to check it out, as well as the first episode, which is streaming there now. Moving on to music, uh, last week we recorded a bunch of interviews and one of those was you, Liam. You caught up with our illustrious guest to start the show off. Tell me I a bit did. about that. I caught up with Jess B. Pati pati. Pati pati with Love Jess of B. my life. Love Jess Fire B. of my loins. I just spilt my coffee. Yeah, I love Jess. She's a G. Um, we talked about her new song, Moment. Nice. Um, which was, the music video for that was filmed at Neck of the Woods which I think is crack up. Yeah, it's such an important um, detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about that. We talked about her upcoming tour with Goldfang, mm-hmm. um, who I uh, did like a bit of a deep dive into over the weekend. Music's sick. Oh, yeah. That'd be a real cool tour. And um, I asked her about Glee, because that's the only thing I know how to do when I talk to people. Love is I'm Glee like, question. okay, serious talk, serious talk. Glee. Glee. Well, yeah. without further ado, let's check out Liam's interview with Jess B up next. Getting right into it, you just released a song. I did. The song is called Moment. It is. And it is the moment. It's the moment. It's the moment. <laughs> I would say so. Um, what was the inspiration for that song in terms of, you know, lyrics and sound and all of the things that go into making a song? Um, well, I guess the music, the inspo for the music has kind of come from, like, a couple of years of just trying to like develop my sound and like find something that felt like me I guess Mm. so I was kind of like felt like a nice mashup of um lots of different kind of like sounds and genres that I have been like experimenting with but also like I listened to um building off my last project which I made in Amsterdam so I was I was lucky enough to to be able to kind of like keep working with the producers that I was working with and um kind of arrive on something that felt good Mm. um and then in terms of the lyrics like girl i've just been living my life like yeah it's (laughs) moment is um i mean it's obviously an up-tempo song but uh the lyrics for me were just about a time where um i've been describing it like you know when you know that you're in in something with someone that can't last for whatever reason it might be right and then but you're gonna do it anyway it's like self-inflicted yeah um chaos <laughs> i should say yeah um and so it's just like talking to like that experience i guess um without getting too deep on it but yeah. yeah where did the song start the song started in my room during mm-hmm. lockdown in 2021 so i actually it's been like a song that's existed in my world for a while but yeah. um i was literally yeah i had like a little bedroom set up um and I was alone in my flat. So all of my friends had gone, like, to their partner's places for, like, the lockdown. So I was spending heaps of time alone. Yeah. Um, and I just remember, yeah, like, that, that particular day, like, I think I'd, like, had, like, a couple of, like, drinks, like, a couple of lonely drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of made the, the whole track in one go. And I was, like, sick. in my room by myself just being like, oh, yeah. this is sick. So, yeah, it's kind of uh-huh. how it happened. 
Um, the music video is stunning too. Thank you. Shout Directed out to Connie by Cash. Connie Cash. Loves of my life. Um, filmed at Nick of the Woods. Yeah, you know, <laughs> had to keep it local. Yeah, no, I saw the when the um, teaser came out. I was like, I know. We've all spent know that many, room. many, uh, We've many spent time many there. Um, when you were planning that video, what was the, I guess, like intention, or what did you want to like get across with the visual side so, of the song? Because it's important. Yeah, so I guess like with that video. Um, so Connie Cash, who's my good friends, Shaq and Paloma, shout outs to them. Um, they, we kind of like talked about this concept where we would film almost like you're in a moment. Mm. Um, so initially um, the idea was that it was going to be like a one take video. Um, and we were actually going to try and film it like on a um, 360 camera where like, you know, those ones where you can go in YouTube and you can like drag it yeah. around. So that was kind of the initial idea, which obviously it's like, you know, it didn't happen then that way in the end. But the concept is basically like, um, it's all obviously surrounding this entire moment and like a connection between two people. Mm. Um, so it's as basic as that, but mm. um, obviously in the, the club setting, um, which Loki looks like, like when we watched it back, we were like, this looks like a kick-ons, which also <laughs> works. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's basically just about like, yeah, two people starting on opposite ends and then having their little moment like at the end of the music Cute. video. Yeah. It's giving, it felt like nostalgic. Yeah. It know. was a really fun like video to film as well because obviously everyone is just like all yeah. my friends um, and like all these incredible dancers. So we just, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was hot. Period. It's a Thank hot you. video. Thanks. Um, you also just announced a tour. I did. With Goldfang. Yeah. Tell us about the tour. What's the tour so, giving? So this tour is a, just like a more intimate, um, short run. So we're doing Auckland, Wellington, Sydney and Melbourne. Mm. Um, and Goldfang is a artist, um, who is, lives in Sydney, but by what he's from Trinidad. Um, and he's incredible. Like I've been a fan of him for the last couple of years. Um, and I think our sounds like where they sit right now, it's a good matchup for like a double headline tour. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, it's cool for him to come here and, um, tour with me, like, and then kind of like on the reverse me going over there with him. So like, yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it actually. I'm just like a big fan of his. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. What would you say the difference between playing a show here and playing a show in Australia is? I feel like maybe there's just, like... There's obviously a bigger population in Australia, so I guess it's a little bit... Can be a little bit easier to... Mm. um, Sell tickets, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know? But, I mean, to be fair, like, I feel like both audiences are in the right setting, in the right environment, are, like, equally as enthusiastic about, like, music and stuff, which I think is cool. Um. And I guess because we're so close culturally, it's, like, not that hard to do the crossover. Yeah. Um, which is why I think that this tour will, will be really cool for both of us. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Sure. I have one one more question, and it's one I ask everyone. Um, did you watch Glee growing up? You... Yeah, I did. Okay, stunning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your favourite and least favourite performances on that TV show? Because I have very strong opinions. I feel like, for me, you can judge someone based on their Glee performance biases better than you can on, like, Star Signs. I actually feel like I can't remember 
as well, oh, like well enough to that. give you a performance. Everyone says this to me, and I'm like, you guys need to like do what I no, do. No, like I definitely it remember watching it in primary school, but yeah. like I, I can't remember like I couldn't even tell you the storyline. Like, <laughs> no, it's neither. Like the That's choir the thing. And they perform. they sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember there was very annoying characters. This is yeah. Yeah. I think the whole show was like quite annoying. Yes. When you look back on it, it's like who was who let anyone do anything. I'm so sorry. I wish I, I feel could like give you, give I'll you give you mine. Okay. Mine change all the time. Last time I talked to someone, it was my least favorite was when Mr. Shu sung "Same Love" by Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> now it's um my favorite is um Let's Have a Kiki. <laughs> oh my day. Let's have a Wait, kiki. Wait, is, is it still happening? Glee? No. Oh, okay. No, Glee ended years ago. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to really go look weird. up these on YouTube. Yeah, no. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Might, it might, you know, it might be, like, traumatic. I remember, the, I think I liked the um, the character Mercedes. Yeah. Was she cool? Yeah, she was she cool. Was cool. Her yeah. unique. She was cool. She was, like, later on. I kind of stopped watching when that happened. But anyways. Cute. Enough about Glee. Thank you for coming <laughs> Thank you for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, Where can people find you? Is there anything you want to push out into the world? Um, You can find me on all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, My Instagram's OGGSB, um, and my TikTok is just straight GSB. Um, Gag. I know. (laughs) I know. I really want to just have GSB on Instagram, but there's a girl who's had, like, hasn't used the account for, like, 10 years. Um, So... If Instagram wants to give me just just straight GSB, that would yeah. be amazing. Mark but. Zuckerberg, look down the valley camera. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> give it, give it the app. Thank you, Jess, for joining us. Love you. Mwah. Kisses. Um, you can check out Jess's newest single, Moment, streaming on all streaming platforms wherever you get your music, and also um, she's on tour with Goldfang from the end of June till the start of July across. Australia and New Zealand. I don't know. We're moving on to news, by the way. I don't know if you... Did you see the story that Ashley wrote about um, Kabuto's tap water? Real briefly. Yeah, okay, so to recap. I saw the photos. um, Ashley McCall uh, from our Māori News team based down in Wellington wrote an article about the water in Kabuto, which if you saw a photo of it, you'd swear that it didn't come out of a tap because it is... Yeah. It looks like it glows in the dark. Yeah. It's... Dirty like brown. nuclear radioactive water. Yeah, and it's coming out of the it's coming out of the kitchen tap. It's coming out of the shower head. It's coming out of the like genuinely the toilet. Everything, everywhere where water runs, which is a lot of places, it's dirty brown, mm. and it is shocking. Kodo, uh being a town of the Bay of Plenty, um, they have been facing this issue since apparently 2018. Uh, the mayor recently came forward and said that the water was tested every five days and insisted it was safe to drink. But my argument is even if brown water is safe to drink, would you drink it? No. Yeah. Because why would you put something that you can't see through into your body? Can you see through a Big Mac? No, but a Big Mac is food. It's not water. Okay, all right. You can't see through food. I don't think I'd be comfortable with it. No. Like, like, not like coming out of your tap. I wouldn't, definitely wouldn't want to bathe in it. Residents are saying that this water actually is irritable to the skin. So I'm like, I'm like very much debating. If it's irritable to the skin, then why would you put it inside of your body? Yeah. I don't know if you can insist it's safe to drink if like people are complaining they're getting rashes yeah. when it hits their skin. Like, 
I don't. I'm not completely sold on that, especially during a time where, like, uh, like we're all trying to move away from bog water. Mm. We're trying to make a healthier environment for our future. Having to rely on bottled water for everything, mm. like it's just like, and I'm, it's not the kind of dirty water that you can boil clean. Yeah, yeah, because even if you boil it, it's still gonna have that color. Yeah, I don't know how much boiling actually like works to reduce certain chemicals and things like yeah, that. Exactly. You have to like actually do proper filtration and things like that. Apparently, yeah. this might be due to chlorine being added to the water, but um, I'm not too sure. I just know that personally. No matter how safe you insist water is to drink, if it looks like it just ran through a pot, like like through a mud pile, yeah. like I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not sold. Like, and I was just thinking, like, how much do we rely on water too in our households? Like, toilet, shower, all of the taps. Can't even cook. Can't cook. Can't do your washing. Can't do your what? Yeah, do the whites. You can't. Give your animals water if you've got animals. If you've got a dog, what are you supposed to do? Bouge it up. Exactly. Drink Fiji water for, like, you know? Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Bottle of Fiji water for the dog. <laughs> dog drinking better than me, man. <laughs> I can, like, yeah, it's it's quite, like, I, I don't think you realize just how important um, water infrastructure is until you go without it. Uh, and... This is obviously something that we hopefully get results. Hope hopefully gets resolved for them soon because I just couldn't imagine being without like even being able to take a nice shower. It's a necessity, you know. Yeah, like everyday hygiene relies yeah. on that tap water, and not being able to do that—that's crazy to me. That's just like, and since it's apparently been happening since twenty eighteen, yeah, jeez, something's got to change, man. You read that full write up on everything that's happening down in uh, Kawiro, uh on the RNZ website. We'll link an article to that. So as you know, Evie is away, but before she left, we recorded a bunch of stuff. And uh, this next clip is Evie talking to us a bit about somebody that she believes has blown under the radar for far too long. A Joe Blow, slow mo, as you would say. I don't think that's what they say, but you know, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're going to say I say. All right. So without further ado, uh, one of the bonus clips from our recordings with Evie. Welcome to a new segment that I would like to call Unsung Heroes. But really, it's just me finding out one interesting thing about a person I didn't know about and then realising that I'm on a podcast, so I'm allowed to now then go talk about that. Amen. So what I, this is one about a casting director called Sarah Finn. Have you heard of Sarah Finn? Shout out Sarah Finn. Have you heard of her though? No idea. Ex- which is crazy. So Sarah Finn, okay, every time a Marvel movie comes out, right, and they cast a new person, everyone starts flipping out. Like, mm. oh my gosh, Florence Pugh is joining the MCU. <gasps> Barack Obama is joining the MCU. <gasps> like, you've got one lady to thank for that, and that is Sarah Finn, who is the casting director on every single Marvel movie. Jeez. Yeah, some genius castings in there, right? Like, very famous for mm. its casting, the, the MCU. But also, she's nominated for, like, a million, a million awards. Mm. And she also casted um, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. She was the genius that is, yeah, who was like, oh, Angelina Jolie is going to play Lara Croft. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That's genius. And, like, you know when you're, like, watching a show that's not live action or reading a comic or mm. whatever and you think, oh, who would my casting be for this as a live action movie? Like, who would play who? And then you think about it and it's fun. She does that for a job, then gets heaps of money and Oscars and stuff. Like what a dream! Did she? Do you know she casted um the the Last of Us? Um, she may have. Because that would have been genuinely. I think that was like that's an example of like perfect casting to me. Although, like speaking on the lines of video game adaptations and like 
Lara Croft being played by Angelina Jolie, which if I remember right, the casting was so perfect that for future games, they actually crafted the character more around Angelina Jolie. Literally made her look like Angelina Jolie. Um, I don't know that she casted... um, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I don't know that she did that one, but she did um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, that was an amazing... Yeah, that was my girl, Sarah. Crazy. I just think, like, imagine being so good at one really specific thing like that, like casting, that you're just just the best at it. Mm. You're just the best at it now, which is real cool. Uh, Shout-outs to Sarah. You know what she didn't cast, though? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Yeah. best casting ever, perfect casting, not a conversation, not an opinion, just a fact. Just facts. Like, honestly, at that point, Orlando Bloom had never acted in his life. She just saw this guy and was like, yeah, an elf. Wasn't he in Black Hawk Down before? Or was that after Lord of the Rings? It was after. His first ever role was Lord of the Rings, but they filmed all three movies at once, so he might have gone and, like, released some other stuff in the, you know. But anyway, uh, that segment was, shout out Seraphin, Unsung Heroes, She's Awesome, Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme song. That's the yeah. That's ba, ba, the outro. Ba, ba, ba. No offense, Liam, but I do miss Evie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing news awesome. like though no, because like I like I'm well, not. The I person come to here. News I pieces. came here straight from the I airport know, at five o'clock in the morning. I was the first you. person in this team to walk into the office and turn on the lights, not just for this room, but for the entire floor. Did you really? Yeah, no, no one was here. But, <laughs> well, you, you know, it's fine. You know, fine. I mean, I like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm so sure. Just, I'm so sure. I'm very insecure about this. I was, uh-huh. I was saying no offense. You're not allowed to get offended. I said no, no offense. I am. You said no. So that's like, you know, you know. I'm not racist, but. Exactly. It's like saying that. <laughs> No offense, but I missed the... Our next guest on the show joining us, the illustrious Huddy. Very excited to have her on the show. Very excited about her latest single, Tease. Check out this interview we recorded last week. Joining us on the show today, our illustrious guest. Uh, I've caught up with her in the past um, to chat about her last release, Poppy. Um, she also, at the same time, uh, did some work with Poetic on his project, Poetic Justice. Uh, but today we've got her joining us in the studio to chat about her latest single, Tease. Our illustrious guest, Huddy. How is this? Oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed at the moment, but I am grateful to be it's, here. Yeah, yeah, you get in the studio and there's like all these big bright lights and three cameras at your yeah. face. I know it can be a lot of like, yeah, yeah. But I'm really grateful to have you because last time we caught it was, uh, what six? Nah, it's got to be longer than that. It was like late last year, right? Late last year, yeah, yeah. about to go into summer mm. actually. So yeah, um, things were things were just as busy then, eh? Mm. When like compared to now. Um, but still going, yep. we're still going, still trying, still grinding, you know what it is. Yeah, no, I, yeah. like, I cracked up because I think I seen, um, uh, like, when we first met, I seen this thing post up at the Tikaranga Trust and I sent it to you and I was like, oh, you should check this out, it'd be really good. And you're like, oh, I work there. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, my bad, I probably know this. So you, how long have you been at the Tikaranga Trust? Well, not too long, eh? Mm. I, I would say overall maybe like two and a bit years. Oh, nice. And I and I came into that um, field knowing nothing, mm. you know. And um, over over those two years, it's that I think if I hadn't if I hadn't started there, I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in. So I'm very very fortunate to be amongst that community and to be able to work for the community because. 
just encourages me every day. Mm. Always inspired, eh? Yeah, uh, especially the Te Karanga Trust is like one of those really cool community projects that I really look at and I think, man, where was this when we were growing up? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, man, it's so cool that the future generations have this. Um, actually, for people who don't know what the Te Karanga Trust is and what you guys do over there, tell us a bit about that. Awesome. Um, so what we do is um, we we provide creative um creative programs for, for the rangatahi all over Tamaki. And um, we just try try and provide a safe space for them to come and express and um, utilise their own talents and sharpen their swords and um, share, share wisdom, knowledge, and um, try and connect everyone together because there's um, a big part of our community and a big part of all of our cultures is... Um, We've been divided mm. for most of our lives, so it's cool to come together and use our um, use music as the tool to bring us all back together. Shout out to James Snowman. I bumped into him the other day, and I was like, "Oh, so you guys just like go along and you like make music?" And he was like, "Nah, usually we just you know we like talk about our feelings and what's going on that week." And I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's so cool!" Like mm-hmm. you know, it's like I think just looking from the outside in, I was like, "Oh." It's just the creative space, but it's more than that, eh? mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And I love to see the mahi that you are doing over there, especially like I've seen your recent stuff with um, uh, a couple of the uh, female musicians. Um, yes. and things like yeah. that. Eh? I thought that was really sick. So We we literally just started our own Wahine Navigators program, oh, nice. which is which has been so, so empowering. Boy. Sorry, I'm professional. <laughs> Co-workers <laughs> chucking me in a team's call. Out. Nah. Yeah, Liam. <laughs> no, so um, yeah. you were saying. So we have our um, Wahine Navigators program, which is very, very similar to all the other Navigators programs, but it's more along the lines where we found a we found a little hole in the programs where um, um, there wasn't as much Wahine coming through, and because those those spaces are very male dominated, mm. and um, mo- the majority of the things that are spoken about are very. I wouldn't say surface level, but there are there are sides to um, the feminine qualities that we can't really share in open spaces, mm. if if that makes any sense. And so, to to have this wahine program and to have all these wahine come in and be comfortable in um, or just talking about their their issues, because I know a lot of it is like always pressed down. Because in in the world, the 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 woman is the provider and the nurturer and doesn't really get um, listened to the way the way we want to be. So mm. it's good to have that space for us. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's especially special because when I look at the music scene, it is here in Aotearoa, the brown music scene is heavily dominated by men. Uh-huh. I think you see a lot of a lot of the labels are male heavy, especially when it comes to just our. When I'm talking about our community, our uh-huh. Pacifica uh-huh. Maori community, so I always cherish when we get really talented female artists coming through and just making waves. Because I mean, your work on Poetic Justice was amazing. I really enjoyed Poppy, and I really enjoy seeing what you're doing in the community with other female musicians. Talk to me about this single of yours, Tease. Um, first song in a couple months, yeah. and I'm not angry it's about it. I'm very happy to get new music from you. But uh, talk to me a bit about the single. Oh man, so tease shout outs to Eddie on the beat and produced by Astro. They they made the beat for me, thankfully. Oh, and um I have written it around the same time I have written Puppy. So like mm. the storyline was like Oh, so it's like a continuation. Eh? Yeah. Oh, I have good. like all of these things, like all of those same those same situations that happened is like 
surprisingly still happening now, like the puppy thing and trying to trying to holler at holler at that man and then coming through with teas and being like oh like things are going down over here like it's still relatable to mm. this day and teas I think um was just my my interpretation of um still being very very playful and nothing too serious but it's like when you're in a situation ship and you're you don't really know what's going on there's no boundaries there's there's a lot of gray area and um Teaser's just me making fun of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, good. Yeah. It's a real, it's a, it's a fun single, but it's like also like a really like very classical sort of like R and B sound to me. Yeah, like you nailed yeah. that. Like Poppy was a lot more up here. Mm-hmm. Teaser's a little more mellow, like in a way. Yeah, more but, like, central. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's great nonetheless. Like I really like it. Like Bless. it's um. Yeah, and I'm, uh, like I said, I'm just happy to have new music from you. Um, where can we keep up to date with you, future releases, maybe live performances? Live performances, there may be something coming up at the end of June. Um, you can follow me on IG. That's probably the only um, social media that I know how to use at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. The lovely Huddy. Big shout out to Huddy for joining us on the show. Very grateful for her time. Big fan of her music. Um, but I got a bone to pick, Liam. You know, there's a lot of fighting in this episode. This has been a very tense. This is like an MMA fight. <laughs> why? Why did know, you call I don't me know during why the, the I don't know why the bone to pick is the bone to pick with me. Because if anything, I should be having a bone to pick with you for wanting to pick a bone with me for starting the 10 a.m. meeting on time. But it's a Friday, and you were on leave, weren't you? No. I thought not at that point. Oh, I so was you... on leave from 3 p.m. Oh, okay, all right. So that's the justification. No, okay, no, the justification is that I was bright, I was up early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on a Friday morning, ready to do my job and talk to my team and figure out what we were going to do for the day. Mm -hmm. But instead, I got named and shamed on the Tahi Instagram for starting a meeting on time. I said, I want to clarify, I said, who's at fault? And even on the poll, okay, you know what's, no, you know what's no, worse the about poll the, the, poll? the poll doesn't count because I accidentally voted for myself. Yeah, uh, no, well the poll's fifty-fifty, so. Yeah, but one of those votes is wrongly done, so it's actually sixty-four. I think it's wrong. Maybe there was just a, no, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like but why would I vote for myself on a public forum? <laughs> because that sounds I just exactly look, like something you would like do. I look like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's not my thing, you know. I'm perfect as a person, and I should have silenced my phone. You shouldn't have called. I think that's you know, let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in the middle. And we were both wrong. No. Why not? Because I was I was simply just doing my job. Oh, and yeah. then I got made out to be a villain during Pride Month. Ah, oh, uh, <coughs> Missy Evie. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of new music, now available on the Tahi stream at tahi.fm, we chucked our post up yesterday with our featured artist Cassie Henderson, local talent with her latest single, Whatever, which is out now. It is a banger, um, certified by our producer Harry. He's in love with the song. We're in love with the song. Shout out to Cassie Henderson, our featured artist. I want to make a shout out myself. Um, incredible record, Call You Out. But in particular, I want to shout out Church, my uh, new music Friday pick. Uh, my Friday Fat Whiter, as we would say, uh, Spring 21. That was the name of the project. This album was actually supposed to drop back in 2021, in spring, uh, but it did not. And here it is today. It is incredible. I'm a big fan. I love it. I think Church is like, for like a album that he kind of like 
released almost as like a throwaway, I guess he's calling it. It's incredible. There's a single on there called Canada. It's like the opening record to the album. It is unreal. And he said on Twitter the other day that there is not a sample on that song. And I was blown away by that. Moving on to our global artist. You've got a pick of yours, right? I love Pink Panthers. Oh, who doesn't? I think she's stunning. I saw her at the Auckland Town Hall at the side of the year and she was great. You couldn't really hear her. Oh, really? Um, but that's not her fault, you know, the Auckland <laughs> Town Hall. I'm never going to blame her. Um, but she just released the song Angel mm. for the Barbie movie soundtrack, which, like, I know oh, this God. isn't, like, a film segment, mm. but that movie is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> and the fact that it's, like, releasing at the same time as Oppenheimer, I think is really funny. But you Because know in one cinema, it's going to be, like, a bunch of people having fun watching Barbie, and then in the other theatre, on, like, the other side of the wall, it's going to be bombs and explosions. And nuclear. You want to be in the Barbie room, you know? I don't know. My dumb male brain just kind of likes explosions, and I don't know if Barbie's going to And my gay brain loves Barbie. (laughs) And this song real sold it for me, eh? It's produced by um, Blood Pop, who produced Lady Gaga's last album, Chromatica. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it's a great little song. There's like a part of it that sounds like it's um, made for an Irish jig. Yeah, 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 which kind of, like, took me off guard. I don't know if there's Made any... Made me want to do that dance. I'm not going to get up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new music. You can check it out. <laughs> the post is up on our Instagram. You can also stream all of that new music on the website, tahi.fm. So I was just in Australia, as I've mentioned, 20,100 times. Did Melbourne change you? Not really, to be honest. I've, like, kind of... Like, Sydney changed me in a really crazy way because mm. I started using lip balm. Melbourne oh, yeah. was kind of just, like, I was... The whole time I was like, oh, my God, I'm in Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in Melbourne, I saw Ethel Kane again. Um, uh, yeah, two weekends in a row? Yeah, twice and Basically twice in one week. I've never heard of Ethel Kane so much in my life than I have in the last, like, week. I'm so obsessed with her. You went last weekend in Sydney. Yeah. This weekend in Melbourne. Yeah. And then Evie saw Evie her. Evie saw her in Hobart. Yeah, the day <laughs> after Hobart. Ethel Kane's like, yeah, Hobart's on the tour. Yeah. Like, you're a hardcore Ethel Kane fan. I love Ethel Kane. I've, like... There are, there are not many artists that I would go and see more than once. Out of um, respect for my sanity, <laughs> I feel like Ethel Kane twice was a little bit of a push because her music is really like emotionally debilitating. Mm. So being in that room and listening to her sing those songs was like, ooh. And I had to yeah. go straight to the club afterwards. So I was like, you know, <laughs> going from like an emotionally debilitating space to a really emotionally demanding space was yeah. quite hectic. Um, but the only other artists that I've seen like more than once are like. The 1975. I don't mm. like saying that mm. out loud, but it was before. It was before they got bad. Yeah. So it's fine, and it's excusable. I was also a teenager, mm. so it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't know if I can name Harry's writing something on the board. Any relation to Michael Caine? Who is that? Am the I bo- showing my the, age? The Butler and uh, the the Butler and Batman. I don't watch. Okay. Anyway, I'm normal and gay. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, the only other artists that I would see like more than once are like I'd see Gaga again mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'd see Taylor Swift again in a heartbeat. Man, I really am a 
Swifty, yeah. Really am gay. Um, <laughs> and I probably see, like, Charlie XCX 20,000 times. Mm. I, like, I feel like there's, there's, there's artists that I have no problem seeing twice in my life, but seeing them weekend back to back, yeah, that's different. I genuinely don't think there's an artist that I would do that because I think like the best artists, their shows are like experiences. Yeah, like uh, you know, like um, Sampa. Yeah, I went to his show a couple of years ago, and I remember just being blown away. And that was an artist who like really did something special at their concert. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd want to see it again because it was almost like it was this one-time thing and that's what made it special and like, I feel like it loses that edge. The novelty is like lost on you when you see yeah. it. Yeah. There was this guy who was sitting behind me at Ethel in Melbourne who had seen her all three nights in Sydney, both nights in Melbourne, and I think saw her in Brisbane too. Yeah, because I, I remember you telling me that about the 1975 that they had fans who like travelled for the whole tour. Yeah, they've had fa- fans sorry harry's just joined us in the studio um they've had fans for years Mm. like follow them around australia new zealand i've got like i've had a friend once who followed them around america that's so strange i I just just feel real awkward now because harry's sitting yeah i I, i'm assuming you have a good answer what do you have to say i have a story for you okay all right let's hear it so being a white guy that was born in 1996 I got into hip hop music. There are so many places. Nice, nice. When Kendrick Lamar was blowing up, uh-huh. and at Auckland City Limits in 2016 at Western Springs, he was touring to Pimp Butterfly with a full like orchestra band, mm. and it was epic. And then I went and saw Kendrick Lamar at the Dam Tour at Spark Arena. Worst show I've seen in my life. He really? Did, he did not want to be there. End of tour. Mm. He said something about, like, what's up, Australia, which, you know, you never get off to a good start when you shout out the <laughs> wrong country. Um, he was, I'm pretty sure he was lip syncing. He had random dances. The audio visual was, like, real low quality. And, mm. yeah, no band on stage. Just the worst. Oh. So um, never see your heroes twice. If you have a good experience, my advice, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I can understand that. This feels like a real toe against one moment. Yeah. No, like, I, I can understand loving an artist enough to see them, like, more than once. Yeah. I get that. I'm surprised that that's Ethel Kane for you, because, like, the few songs of hers that I listened to, they were, like, very emotional. Yeah. Very. And very I feel like, emotional. I feel like I don't know if I'd want to put myself through that. Like I didn't want to put myself through that, but I did. <laughs> I am God's strongest soldier. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing he... There's nothing I cannot do. Do people cry at the Ethel Kane concert? Yeah, I cried like a little... Beep. Yeah, just did Harry's job for him. Yeah, um, I, I was just I, I, to cry. I cried, man. Yeah. And the guy, like everyone behind me was sobbing. I felt like I wasn't crying enough at some points because I was like... <laughs> everyone was like, ooh, and I was like... Like, yeah, this is sad, and I'm real happy that I'm here, but I'm not, like, it's not giving, like... Can I just say that if I was an artist, and I was singing at my show, and I looked up to see thousands of people in the audience crying... (laughs) I'd start laughing. I'd probably laugh so hard. Yeah. It'd just be so surreal to look at this. Also, just, like, weird to me, because I want to be her friend. Uh, So being in that crowd and being like, ooh, 
while also being like, I need to befriend you somehow, which mm. is real. But anyways, you know, well, you know. best of luck with that journey. To thanks, so that's my next step. Is there an artist that you would go see their show back to back? And who is that artist? We'll chuck a poll up on Tahi's Instagram. Make sure you cast your vote while we get back to it. All right, I think that's enough hating for the day. You feel like that's enough hating? Have you got it out of your system, or you feel like you yeah? Now I just want to talk about how much I love lip balm. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a, that's a positive. I love lip balm. <laughs> it's like so... No, it's crazy. Lip balm is great. It, yeah. One, it gives yeah. me something to fidget with. Mm. So I have something in my hand mm. always. Mm. Two, it feels real good. The one I'm using at the moment um, is cocoa butter. Ah, uh, yeah, cocoa butter's a bomb. It's great. Yeah. It, I, makes, it makes me not want to eat sweet things. But you have also applied that lip balm maybe 12 times in the two hours we've been in this room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love lip balm. <laughs> like, like, the last clip mm. about people, like, wanting to be social media influencers, I want to be, like, a lip balm influencer. I remember there were those... I can't remember for the life of me what they were called, but there were these little spherical lip balms and they were a thing in, like, 2015. Mm. I was obsessed with them. You could not buy them in New Zealand. You could oh, buy, really? like, the knockoffs, but you couldn't buy the real things. Oh. Can't remember what they were called. Ever since then, I've, like, hated lip balm because I couldn't get my dream lip balm. Now that I understand lip balm's function mm-hmm. and that it's winter and that my skin is going to be dry, lip balm is, you know... The answer. It's the answer. It's the answer. I'm really glad to hear you took it about something so positive. Oh, I'm so happy to, you know. I'm put glad that you're out happy. Into the universe. You know? I'm smiling. <laughs> it's a first. You know? It's a first. Yeah. Uh, this whole morning. This whole MCD morning. Smiling fun. because of my $18 lip balm. Amen. Whatever makes you happy, you know? I'm just happy to see you happy. I'm not going to hate about how much I spent on this lip balm. I love spending money on lip balm. And to avoid. This conversation going on too long and you finding something to hate? Because <laughs> you will. Because I will. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is in my nature. To just, is, yeah, know. exactly. That's I'm also I'm like. on like two hours sleep. So, yeah. you know, this <laughs> yeah. can go anyway. Yeah. So, before <laughs> Liam gets the chance to hate on anything else, and before I get to call somebody else cringe, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, again, Evie's away. You're away next Thursday. Um, I'm, I'm going to be by myself. Um, so whether or not that's a positive is up to you. Um, you have something you want to say to the folks, Liam? See you next Tuesday. But I will see you next Thursday. No, this Thursday. This Thursday. All right. All right. So far, so far.